I think it's safe to assume that we would all like to be blessed by God. Yes? We would all like to be blessed by God. I believe that's probably all uh, true of all of us. Would you like to know the most direct path to God's blessing? This is not some deep and hidden secret. In fact, it's very plain in God's Word, and God's Word reveals to us, and James shows us here in chapter 1, the most direct path to God's blessing. And I have you here in chapter 1. I want you to move down toward the end of the chapter, and we're going to begin in verse 22. Follow along as I read from verse 22 to the end of chapter 1. James 1, chapter 1. Verse 22, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep one's self unstained from the world. Now our last time together here, we talked about what James called receiving the implanted word which is able to save your souls. And we noted then that he makes it very clear back in verses 19 to 21 that to grow spiritually, there are actions the believer in Jesus Christ must take. And we noted that those actions all have to do with the believer's relationship to God and the relationship of the believer to God's word and how he receives the word. So as James shows us there in, in of those verses 19 to 20 that we looked at last week, the believer that desires spiritual maturity must, and we noted a few things, he must open his ears, be quick to hear, he says, open your ears to hear God's implanted word, be slow to speak, he says, close your mouth, close your mouth, and be slow to argue with God's word when it steps on your toes, right? So be quick to hear God's word, be slow to speak against God's word and argue with God's implanted word, close the mouth so as not to argue with God, and put the brakes on your anger against God's word when it steps on your toes. Sometimes we can get our feathers ruffled when God's word disrupts our day and shows us where we're wrong and we don't like that. And put off the old sinful lifestyle that dishonors God's word, and then approach God's word with meekness. And we talked about that being humility, and that's a desire to obediently do what God's word says. So when you come to God's word with meekness, it's a desire to, to obediently follow God's word and do what, it, do what it says. And that's a lot. We looked at that last week in, in those verses 19 to 21. Now we arrive at verse 22, and that obedience that, that James wraps up with, that obedience in the life of the believer 
in the follower of Christ is just what James is addressing here in these final few verses of chapter 22. Obedience in the life of the believer. And what we need to understand and what James is making clear for us is that God's blessing in the life of the believer is directly tied to the believer's obedience. In fact, to say we want God's blessing and then go on to disobey the implanted word would be foolish. If you want God's blessing, here's the most direct path to that blessing. And James is going to emphasize this point for us in a very special way, so we're sure not to miss it. And please do note that James is speaking to those who have trusted in Christ here. We're talking about followers of Christ. He he makes that clear several times. This is not directed to unbelievers. Now, don't get me wrong here. If you're not a follower of Christ, if you've not trusted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the first, the first and most direct path to God's blessing is faith in Jesus Christ. That's the first step to being blessed by God. And that is the most incredible blessing there is to be forgiven your sins. Yes? Through the Lord Jesus Christ and his shed blood for you on the cross, that, that once and for all and final payment, your sins are paid for when you put your faith in Christ. That's the first thing. If you want God's blessing, see that first, okay? So don't, don't ignore what we're saying here. And if you hear me, and I'm applying these things to believers, you hear me applying these things to believers because James does. If you hear these things being applied to believers and you realize you haven't trusted Christ, know you know how to get there. It's through faith in Jesus Christ. And you want God's blessing? Take that first step of obedience to God's word and trust Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, okay? But this instruction is directed to those who are who have trusted in Christ. And I make that distinction because that distinction is important also. I mean, think about this. It's an important distinction here, and we've been reminding ourselves of this throughout chapter 1. The danger for believers... The danger for followers of Christ is to take this passage and think that James is writing this to unbelievers. Because if we do, we can say, well, this, that's not for me. I don't need to listen to that. I, I couldn't possibly need this. I mean, after all, I'm here in church. It's Sunday, and, and I'm not like a lot of other people who aren't here, right? I mean, I'm pretty good. I, I, I read my Bible sometimes, and I, I go to church sometimes, and I, I try to you know be a good person. I'm okay, right? If we think that, if we think this is just for unbelievers, we are, we are sadly mistaken and we are deceiving ourselves like James says when he says, be doers of the word. If we hear that this is directed to believers, and we should, and it is because James, I mean, he opens this letter by saying, brothers, right? He's talking about the brethren, believers. And that is believers, and we've also heard James call for the attention of the beloved brothers. That's believers a couple times here already in chapter 1. If we hear this calling to believers and, and to our diligent attention, we will give the Lord our attention here. We will give God's word our attention here if we hear it calling our names. Do you hear it calling your name today? Okay, I'm suggesting that if you're a follower of Christ, this has got your name on this passage, okay, and mine too. And James says in verse 21, we saw this last week, receive with meekness, humility, submission, the implanted word, and I take that to mean receive the word of God with that willingness to be obedient, to believe the word is God's, and to obey God's word. And then he adds this as we get to verse 22. 
Do not stop there. Don't stop there. Otherwise, you're going to miss out on God's blessing. Do not stop there. And then he proceeds to show us there are two paths. He doesn't call them paths. I call them paths. There are two directions we could go. The believer could take one of two paths. Look at verse 22 again. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Now, James is showing us that there is a path called hearers only. Okay? There's a way you could go, and that would be the way, way of the hearer only, and that's the path of disobedience. And that leads in the opposite direction of God's blessing. And there is the path called doers of the word. And doers of the word take that path, and they take that path because they're obedient, and that path leads to God's blessing. And every believer here this morning must choose one of those two paths. You are going to either choose to be on the path of hearers only, or you're going to choose to be on the path of doers of the word. And so James says, listen, believer, don't just hear and receive the word and nod your head and say, yes, Pastor Kevin, that's good. I believe it. That's God's word. I know a few people who needed to hear that this morning. I wish they were here. That's really good. Don't just do that. Don't just sit, sit here and go, okay, I can hear it. Yeah, that's good. I, and I'm here in church. And when are you going to be done preaching? That's good. You know don't just do that. Don't just take, don't, don't just listen to it and say, yeah, that's good. And then leave here and do nothing about it. Why? Because God's word says that's foolishness. That's foolishness. And that is disobedience. Why? Because the, 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 the destination of the path of the hearer only leads away from God's blessing. Yes, but James adds something here that's really important. The destination of the path of the hearer only is disobedience, is called, who's, who's disobeying, it's called deception. Do you want, you want blessing? God's blessing, or do you want to be deceived? That doesn't sound good, does it? I mean, I want blessing. I'm guessing you do too. But the destination of the path of the hearer only, that is those who are disobeying, is called deception, and that deception is characterized by two things, and they each result in a lack of God's blessing. I want you to see those two things here in the passage before us. The first characteristic of disobedience in the life of the believer is this. It's indifference. When it's, it's when the believer is indifferent toward the things of God's word. You see, the path of disobedience leads to indifference in the life of the believer, and James calls it being a hearer only. And I think we need to understand the order here. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Listen, the hearer only is disobedient, and then the deception comes. Do you hear the order? It's hear, obey, believe. I, that's what I see. And that's really important. Sometimes we think, I'll, I'll obey, obey it if I can believe it. And God says, no, no, you don't need to believe it. You need to obey it. And when you obey it, you'll believe it. And, I, and that's the order I see here. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, because if you're a hearer only, you're going to be deceived. And that deception begins when you become indifferent. When you begin to disobey God's word, Instead of obeying it, you become to, you become indifferent about God's word. 
You don't see its power. You don't see its effectiveness. You don't see its importance in your life. The path of disobedience leads to indifference in the life of the believer, and James calls that being a hearer only. Be doers of the word and not hearers only. Be obedient to the word. He's not saying believe the word first. He's saying obey the word first. Now that's important. The one who hears the word, like you're hearing, I'm reading scripture this morning, I'm trying to explain God's word. The one who hears the scriptures explained and, and realizes, hey, that, that's God's word. You might be struggling with believing it. You better not struggle with obeying it. Because what God's word says, we must do. Whether I believe it or not. I've shared this little uh, saying with you before, and I, it's humorous because it's, it's challenged my thinking before. In my upbringing, I heard this many, many times. God said it, I believe it, that settles it. I like that. I like that growing up. I heard somebody change it a few years ago, and I think that's far better, actually. God said it. That settles it. You hear what's missing? The I believe it part. It doesn't matter whether you believe it or not. That settles it. If God said it, that settles it. And when we begin to obey, the belief comes. God opens the eyes of the heart to see and believe and hear the truth. This is God's word, and I believe it. But often that belief doesn't come until we start obeying. God is good to give, and he is good to bless, but he will not bless our disobedience. Disobey God's word, and you won't see how it can help you. You will not see how it can help you. You won't see how it changes you for the better. Disobey God's word and you will not see it working. No kidding, huh? <laughs> you see, it's, it's like treating God's word like a good luck charm. I'll carry the Bible. You know, I'll have a, a couple of copies of the scriptures. I'll even go to church some. I'll, I'll even open the Bible and follow along. I'll even read some of the Bible. I'll listen to a little bit of preaching. I'll nod my head like I agree. Uh, that's like looking in the mirror after sleeping at night and doing nothing with the mess that you see, right? And we all have a mess like that in the morning. We better do something with it or people are going to go, what in, the, what in the world? You forgot to look in the mirror, didn't you? God's word is like a mirror to the soul. It says James, verses 23 and 24, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and does not, and, and not a doer, if he's a hearer of the word and not a doer, He's like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. You see, God's word is a mirror to the soul. It's like a spotlight for rooting out and exposing the, the things that dishonor God and that are contrary to his word. And Hebrews 4.12 says of God's word that it is a living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. That is a powerful statement about the powerful word of God. Look into the mirror of the word, and the word of God will say to your soul, Hey, soul, hey, sinful soul, you need to change that attitude. You need to change those words. You need to change those thoughts. And not with any old words. You need to give yourself the words and thoughts and the mind of Christ. You need to pursue the things of God's Word. And as you feed your soul with the Word of God, the Spirit of God in you as the believer has an opportunity to shout at you and say, that's not right. 
that does not honor God. That does not please the Lord that you would say those things or think those things or do those things. And if you go to the Word and you open the Bible and you read those things and if you say, oh well, yeah, this is good. I can see it's power here. I think it's good. The Bible's good. It's I believe it. But if you look at the Word and it speaks to your soul and it charges you with with disobeying God and you say, eh, oh well, and you go about your business, you're fooling yourself if you think you've done any good by reading God's Word. Now please don't hear me saying, if you're going to disobey, don't read the Word. We need the Word. And very often as we take in the Word, as God convicts us, we'll be impressed for for our need of obedience, right? And we must obey. Look into the mirror of the Word, and the Word of God will expose the things that need to be changed. That's why I am so committed to, to challenging you that we need to be careful that we are people of the book, of the Word of God, and that we don't just have a short list of things we don't do. I've said it so many times, and I want you to hear this very clearly. I'm not going to tell you things you shouldn't do. God's Word can clearly do that. I don't stand here to tell you, yes, you can do that. No, you can't. Guess what God's Word will do? You you shouldn't do that. Yes, you should do this. Obey me this way. Don't disobey me that way. And God's Word and His Holy Spirit is far better at that than we are with each other. You need the Word. You need the correction of the Word. In fact, you do yourself harm if you read the Word and say, eh, I can take it or leave it. That's good. I can think of a few people who'd be helped by that. But I've arrived already. I'm okay. And that points to the second characteristic of disobedience. Not only are we, when we look at the Word and we disobey, do we become indifferent, but, but we also, when we disobey and we look at the Word, we become forgetful. We become forgetful. The path of disobedience also leads to forgetfulness in the life of the believer about the truth and necessity of God's Word. God's Word is true. God's Word is true. God said it. That settles it. Okay? And if, and if you read God's Word and continue to disobey, you're going to start forgetting what God's Word says. And you will not have the opportunity to be corrected by the Word in your life situations, right? The, the difficulties and the challenges and the situations you face with people. James says that that person looks into the mirror of the Word and forgets what he was like. He becomes forgetful. And you may hear the Word preached, and you may read some of the Bible for yourself, but your disobedience makes you forget that what you heard and read. And Satan just loves that. Satan loves to give you things to think about other than the truth of God's Word. And when you become disobedient, even, even if you're saying, oh, I, I, I read some of God's Word, I listen to some preaching, and I'm, you know, I'm hearing it, but if you're disobedient, you're going to forget what you heard like that. You know, we can hear... We can hear the importance of not forgetting the truth and necessity and power of God's Word in the life of the one who is trusting in God in what God says to Joshua after the death of Moses. You see, the Word of God warns us repeatedly not forget the Word. Listen to what God says to to Joshua after the death of Moses, Joshua 1, verses 7 through 9, a passage that many of you are probably very familiar with. Only be strong, he says, and very courageous. God's charge to Joshua being careful to do 
according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. Do you hear God's blessing there? This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Do you hear God's blessing there? Why? Connected to his obedience. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Guess what he's telling Joshua? Abide by the word of God. Get into the word. Do not forget. Be obedient and you won't forget. But if you're disobedient, you're going to be frightened. You're going to be afraid. You're going to be dismayed. And you're going to think God is not with you. But believer, you have Christ in you. You have God. He is not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. But if you disobey God's word, you're going to forget the word, and you're going to forget that God is with you. And you're going to think in terms of, of I'm afraid of this, and I'm afraid of that, and I'm afraid of these people in these situations. You will not live boldly for the Lord Jesus Christ in this world because you won't have the boldness that you need because you're being disobedient. Being indifferent toward God's word and being forgetful about God's word leads to being deceived, says James. It's a, it's a bad place to go. And there's one way James points to where this is especially evident. Go down and look at verse 26 again. Note verse 26. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, again, that's called obedience, because God's word tells us how we ought to conduct ourselves in our speech, our thought life. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Now, this is the one who says he's a believer, who says he believes the Bible. But then he won't obey it. He says, okay, I'll you know, carry the word, I'll read the word, and I think it's important, and I think people need it, but I don't need it. I'm not going to obey it. And he may think himself to be religious because he opens the Bible, he carries one to church, he goes to church, he talks like a Christian. He may think himself to be religious, but he is deceived if he thinks he is honoring God. He is not honoring God. And he has taken the path of deceit, and he is headed away from God's blessing. And that's what happens when we're deceived about the necessity, power, and effectiveness of God's word in our lives. We soon find ourselves headed away from God's blessing because God will not honor our disobedience. That's why James shows us the alternative, thankfully. God's word is always good when it shows us the possibilities, the negative possibilities. God's word is always good to step in and say, but here's the opportunity for you to get it right. James shows us the alternative, the right direction, the one way to God's blessing. Look at it in verse 25. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Simply stated, there is blessing in obedience. 
And I love the picture of God's word that we get here in verse 25. I just love this. This is powerful. Because it stands in opposition to all those who say, God's law, God's commands, God's word, oh, how burdensome, how restricting. Absolutely not. God says in the face of that in his word, the one who looks into the perfect law, and then calls it the law of liberty. It is the perfect law. It is the law of liberty. Why? Because God's word frees and liberates the soul and life of the believer from the bondage and darkness and death of sin. God's word acted on, first of all, like I said earlier, if, if you've not trusted Christ, the first act of obedience is faith in Christ. God's word acted on in faith washes your sins away by God's grace, not by anything you've done. (laughs) That is the perfect law at work. That is the law of liberty, freeing you from your sins, freeing you from being deceived by the devil. But note what the believer is doing who is obedient and is on the path to blessing. The one who is blessed in his obedience is the one who is, first of all, I'll call it being deliberate. He's deliberate. He looks carefully into the word. James says here, verse 25, the one who looks into the word. This is the idea. The idea here is kind of a longing, careful observation. He's looking intently into the word of God. The believer on the path to God's blessing is the one who isn't quick to turn from the word, who isn't quick to say, I think I'll do it my way because I think my way will work. He does it God's way because God said so. And he trusts, even if he doesn't see it immediately, he trusts that God's way is best and God's way is effective and God's way is working. So read God's Word, right? Be deliberate about it. Get into God's Word. Don't be haphazard. Don't be careless. Don't be like the one who looks at the Word occasionally and is indifferent to it and disobeys and forgets. Be the one who says, this is God's Word. I must obey. And, and, I'm, and I'm confident that God will give me faith and belief as I obey. And He will grow me in my walk He will grow me in faith to boldly serve him, to boldly obey him in this world that makes very little of the things of Christ and the things of God's word. The one who's on the path to obedience is the one who's being deliberate, who's getting into the word deliberately, who's reading the word again and again. Do you want God's blessing? Then look deliberately, read God's word, learn God's word, and then obey God's word. And note also the one who's blessed in his obedience is the one who's perseverant. Keep going. Do not look back. Do not stop. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Correct? (laughs) Keep going. Be perseverant. The one who's blessed in his obedience is the one who hears and acts. He does God's word. He allows the word of God to change him, to change his thinking, to change his conduct. His business practices, the way he does his work, the way he does his schoolwork, right? 
He allows God's word to change his thinking, no matter what anyone else is doing around them, letting the word direct his thoughts and speech and actions. The one who's perseverant in the word is having a change of heart that affects the way he lives his whole life. And his whole life is untu- is cannot go untouched by the word. He is obedient from the heart, and he keeps getting the word into his life because he knows he needs it, and he doesn't want to forget it. And he takes steps of obedience as he keeps getting the word in. And that leads us to another characteristic. The one who is blessed in his obedience is the one who takes action. Be deliberate in the word. Be perseverant. Keep going. But don't sit on the sidelines and watch. Take action. James says here he is a doer who acts. His change of heart, led by the word of God, leads to a change of conduct. You see, the obedient believer is not a bench warmer, but is active in his or her obedience. And James points to an example of the believer who's obedient. Do you see it there in verse 27? He's no longer thinking only of himself, is he? No longer wants to be his old self. Look at verse 27. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God, the Father, is this to visit orphans and widows in their affliction. That's thinking of others, isn't it? That's being concerned about the welfare of others. To visit orphans and widows in their affliction. But he's also concerned about not being like his old self, his old sinful self, right? And to keep himself, keep oneself unstained from the world. You see, the believer who's blessed by God, says James, is the one who is actively obedient. We're not just taking in the word, and assenting to it, yes, I'll obey, you know, kind of like the sit and soak mentality. That might be good for, I don't know, whatever needs to sit and soak, like your dirty clothes, right? But eventually you need to dry those clothes and put them on and put them to work again, right? And and God's Word is about putting us to work, serving Him with gladness, serving Him with joy. Guess what? There's blessing in obedience, and as you obey God, He blesses you as you serve Him. That's part of your obedience. Take action. You need to be a doer who acts. And God is equipping you and preparing you for that. I'm convinced of it. Every believer here has has God-ordained tasks that He wants you to accomplish for His glory. And they may be different from anybody else in this room, but you need to honor God by your obedience, and He will make the way clear as you take steps of obedience where He wants you. You see, fighting sin in one's own life with the word of truth, the perfect law, the law of liberty, so that one might be unstained by sin, that's our calling too, isn't it? We're to serve others. We're to look for the needs that surround us in the lives of others and not think only of ourselves. But we do need to think about ourselves in that if we're not careful, we'll still be like our old sinful self before Christ. Obedience is the path to God's blessing. And we must be on guard in our own lives, lest we be like the one who takes the other path, away from God's blessing. I trust you don't want to be those people. You don't want to be headed in the opposite direction of God's blessing, allowing ourselves to be deceived about the power of the word in your life. Be the one who's looking into God's word. It's why at the first of the year I challenge you again and again and again, read God's word this year. Pick up one of those little tracts. It looks like a tract. It's a Bible reading plan. It is not too late to start reading God's Word. Just check off the the chapters as you read them. If you want to ignore the dates, start reading God's Word. 
Get it in. Read it again and again. And then say, I will obey. Oh God, show me the truth from your word and show me how it applies to my life today. Show me one little nugget of truth today, Lord. I often do that as I read the scriptures. Just show me one small truth that I can remember throughout the day and I can come back to that challenges me to be more obedient to you. Do I always get that right? No. But read God's word. Get in. Be be persistent. Be deliberate and take action because obedience is the path to God's blessing. Be the one who's looking intently, looking, longing for God's truth into his word and become a doer who acts and you can be assured that God will bless your obedience. You have his word on that.